Dab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. Hi, you've downloaded our podcast, everyone. Thank you so much. We had Australian cricket legend Steve War on. He's a photographer now. Yes. Yeah, he told us. Mm, yeah, he did. Is his nickname Warry? No, that's what? No, no that is Warney, no. but did, did War, Steve War? No, but I always Steve. get them confused because they're both SW. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only one smoked, though. Steve War was great. So was his brother, Mark. Dream Shane Warne was, too. Yeah, Shane Warne was the greatest spin bowler the world's ever seen. And his son's on SAS. Yes. I believe if we want to be cool, we have to call it SAS. SAS, yeah. SAS. My friends have been calling that. Have you seen SAS? I was like, it's SAS. Yeah. So they're like, uh-uh-uh, it's SAS, girlfriend. Oh, you probably call it married at first sight, not maths. Oh, God, hello. Although well, it's just as much drama on It is, isn't it? SAS. It's SAS meets maths. Smaths. Maths. Smaths. Uh, I wonder how long it was filming that. Yeah, interesting one. Because you saw Roxy on it for a while, and apparently that was only six hours. Really? Uh, yeah, that she was on it for. They shoot a lot of footage on television. Mm. Like, there's one thing, if for people who don't know, behind the scenes of TV, producers say this, and it's so annoying. They say, guys, that was perfect. Mm. Let's shoot one more for safety. One more for safety. But it's perfect. So it is why perfect, but let's just shoot it, it again? from another angle. Yes, we're going to shoot it again, and again, and again, and again. Yes. So what you see on television, the 30-second commercial is probably like, Two or three days of shooting. Commercials are longer than any other thing. So I used to do commercials. So reality um, TV is actually quicker than mm. commercials because you pay for the whole day yeah. or the whole two days. And there's a lot of people that overshoot deliberately. Just to get the money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because right. it's the marketing dollar. But for for reality shows, like the mole when we did it was filmed really quickly. Mm. I suppose. Three yeah. cameras. But that's when it was real reality. And they're like, we want to capture the real part. I suppose they some reality They didn't get us now. to do any of it again. Yeah. yeah, right. The Bachelor, yeah. they're reshooting. They're like, can yeah. you girls just redo that? But can you say slut this time, please? Or can you just actually just say slut to me now? <laughs> I mean, Perfect. they got me to say that on the mole, but just didn't make sense. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, here's today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, it's here he does the talking. In double pluggers, he does his walking. And let's all remember that he was once Mr. December. It's time to head to Abby's <laughs> house and Scotty Too Hotty for Trady Chat Tuesday. <laughs> Staffy, hoy. Hey. Jesus, man, I don't know how you do it, son. Oh, you know. Content, right? <laughs> it's, it's what I do. The brains on the trust there, aren't you? <laughs> 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 can't, can't build a house to save myself, though, so you got that over me. <laughs> Now, um, Scotty, every morning you join us uh, on a Tuesday morning and you bring the topic of the day to us. What would you like to discuss this morning? Oh, Matty, Stab, Abby. Yep. Just a bit sick of these people sitting on their backsides, you know? I'm Which gonna ones? Pick, I'm going to pick, uh, pick on the poly people today, people. <laughs> okay. Politicians. Just, just sitting out there thanks. trying to get my vote, you know? <laughs> How dare they? They're going to get me vote, right? Sitting on the corner waving at me. Oh, are you talking oh, about the come people? Come around and trim me bloody hedges. Cut me lawn. Start the streets. Do something. <laughs> He's sick of the people <laughs> sitting waving. He thinks that mm. that's not going to get the vote. And I've said that that's not actually them. That's often the volunteers. But he said, regardless, the volunteers should be going out saying, oh, we get paid. <laughs> Nat what? reckons they might be getting paid. No, Nat, no, they're not getting paid. They're all volunteers. But, like, I don't, and so you're saying that you want all of them to go out and mow people's lawns and say, then vote for me. 
Yeah, like, you know, there's trees to be trimmed, there's lawn to be cut, you know, they could be doing that. You drive past, oh, wow, they're looking out the community, boom. I, I like get, you go in the red shirt. I got to. I tend to think though, Scotty. I think yeah. you're right because you do. I see yeah. them when we're driving to soccer on a Saturday morning. They're just sitting there on the side of the road waving. But, but if they turned up to your house and said, "Hey, mm. I'm going to cut your front lawn for you, and do you mind if I just pop a little sign in the front?" I think everyone would be like, "Go for it, mate!" And then yeah, yeah, win one vote a lawn at a time. Yeah. Well, so we can have it work, don't you think? Yeah, we could pitch it to them and come. say. You're lazy. What aren't you doing? Uh, announcing the new mayor of uh, Brisbane, Jim's mowing. I think they do. They do pick up rubbish and stuff. Like when they're doing that, they'll they'll post it. But I guess they've got important stuff to do. But Maddie was thinking that we should be doing that. Then we should be saying, "Hey, listen to our station, and would you like us to mow your lawn?" Yeah. So if you're a if you're a Nova or ninety seven three listener, yeah, um, we'll cut your grass. But you've got to promise to listen to B one hundred five every morning. <laughs> In fact, we'll preset your radio and then pull all the buttons off for the other ones. That's the deal. Gloom, gloom on that on that setting. You know what? what? He's onto something yeah. here. Your husband is onto something. Yeah. Why he's onto something, Matty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Out of ten, it's rubbish. But one time, I get it right. Yeah, I guess I, they always just think that it's top of mind, I guess, if you see them out on yeah. the side of the road on the weekend doing it, but you want to see them doing an activity. Well, well, yeah, they could be doing something, couldn't they? Yeah. I, I get it. They are probably retirees, so they do, yeah. you know, deserve to sit there, I suppose. They are more older people, but... Yeah. Retirees um, are still part of the community. I know, still part of the community. Yeah, just a dream. They could be paint their house, honey. I've got loads of paint in there. <laughs> do you want them on a scaffold? Nah, they can paint the lower stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, as far as you can read, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> quality control. <laughs> I, I do think, you know, it's like those people, they hand you the um, flyers when you walk in on the day and they just hand them to you like they're mm. going to change your mind at the last second. Mm. What you want is you want them to um, put an emotion in, inside of you and that's coming to be like, hey, I'm just going to... Maybe the Jehovah's Witnesses should try it too. If you give me five minutes of your time to tell you about the good Lord, I will clean your gutters for you. Oh, that's good. I would listen to that man. Hey, see, the, there, see all the dirt on the side of the road? We've got a uh, we've got a little bit of a spray gun here. Mm. We can uh, we yeah. can clear that for you. And, like, and could I interest you in God? Yeah, yeah. And, but but we do the we do the job while we talk. That's true. And another thing, Matty, as well. Yeah, they, why do they hand you that rubbish before you go in? Like, do they have any trees got cut down for that? Mm. Mm. Oh, that's what they're busy Come doing, on. cutting down the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, not a bad yeah. idea at all. Really appreciate it, mate. We'll um, we'll get on to their people and let them know. All right, you guys enjoy the day. Love your work. Love you too. Love you, Love you too. Love you most, the Tani. Oh, thanks, Tom. He's got to say that to me every night before I go to bed, otherwise I get annoyed. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got to be the last person to say it. What if you're having a fight? Does he still say it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's angry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Raises his back with a big smile. That is a monumental effort from Stephen Waugh, Australia's captain. Yeah, and he joins us now, Steve War. Good morning, mate. Good morning. This is a bit exciting. I didn't know how heavily you were into photography. Oh, uh, look, I uh, always take photos when I used to go on cricket tours. I wouldn't call myself a photographer, but um, 
I wanted to elevate myself to a different level this time, so I got a coach with me, and we did 18 days touring around India. Wow. You've got a book where you can see it all. It's uh, Capturing Cricket, Steve Wars in India, and it's available for purchase on your website, stevewar.com.au. I was speaking to... Chris Lynn about going over to India and I was like oh it must be really nice going out and about and he's like when you're playing cricket over there because they're such yeah. cricket fans you you literally go to um, play and then you go back yeah. to the hotel room and you're not able to go out and about. Yeah then that's exactly right and that's uh, something that sort of frustrated me as an Australian uh, cricketer. I, I always sit at the front of the bus and have my camera and take shots from the bus but I can never get out amongst the kids and in the streets and the alleyways these are incredible games of cricket always happening and one day I promised myself to go back and Try and capture the spirit of cricket through my lens of the camera. Back in the day, though, did you use the old Kodak disposable? Yeah. Did you have one of them? Were you? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, pretty much. I was useless at that sort of stuff. I did have a Canon camera back in the early days, but um, I took a lot of my stuff on uh, slide film, so it's it's in boxes somewhere. I probably never even looked at most of my photos. Put the sus ones in at Big W when you say to the girl, "Don't have a look. Just put them in the put them in the little folder, and then just give them back when I come back." All right. And so when you went back, you, you were I imagine people would still recognise you though, Steve. I mean, you're a legend of the yeah. game, so but just not as much. You still had a bit of freedom. Yeah, a little bit of freedom. I did have a, a security guard with me who was he was really good and spoke the local lingo. But generally, it was you know. Uh, Steve's going to do a uh, Spirit of Cricket photography book and we'll have a game of cricket afterwards. It seemed to keep him pretty happy. We were talking about that time in cricket was um, when you hear about the stories now, it was a bit of a soap opera, you know? There like, was more, it seemed like there was more drama and more fame. Like, we do still love our cricket, but you guys became celebrities off the field. Well, besides the sandpaper thing that, that happened recently. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but for all the wrong reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, but are you, you and Warney talking these days? Because we saw in his book that, you know, he threw a bit of shade at you from dropping him. Oh, look, Dad, it's in the past. So I always got on fine with Shane. Um, as a captain, you've got to make those tough decisions. Unfortunately, I, you know, I don't think Shane enjoyed it too much, and neither did I as a captain, but mm. had to make it for the benefit of the side. But, um, yeah, as you say, look, uh, times have changed. Cricketers now... Uh, every, every, every move is scrutinised back in, when we toured in the 80s. Um, no one seemed to care too much. You could get out and get amongst it. How often did you change your box? Was that something like, did you get a free, every time <laughs> Sorry, you went on my, tour? My, I'm like, are we still talking about... about my protector? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, it's oh, called okay. a box, isn't it? Yeah, it's a box. Yeah, it can do, mate. Oh, look, I, if you had a favourite one, you tended to keep it, you know. Um, yeah. It's not something you sort of discussed too much or shared that knowledge around, but for me it was... Um, I kept it until he sort of hit there. If he got hit there once, maybe it put a, yeah. put a crack in the protector and <laughs> yeah. you need to change it. Yeah, like when that's you drop not, a helmet, you're like, I'll better get rid of this. That's not a superstitious yeah. thing, is it? Like you've won a game, let's not change it? <laughs> oh, it's a bit like that with cricketers. They're very superstitious. In fact, you know, you, I had my little red, red hanky in my pocket my yeah. whole career. Guys had their favourite pair of pants, favourite shoes, um, put the pads on a certain way every time. Uh, yeah, guys have... Very re- repetitious. But when it when it's successful, they, they tend to do the same thing over and over again. Because you've got in the um in the museum that hat and that hanky, but you never see you know you wouldn't see Steve Wall's lucky box beside it, would you? You know, warm for sixteen tests. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume you're referring a hat to the baggy green, mate. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, just a hat. I'm not massive cricket, but I, I know <laughs> enough. Right, to... I like, the green hat is in the SCG museum, and it's, I think it got it insured for 
half a million dollars. So wow. it's something my kids will probably keen to get Ooh. off. Oh, see, now he's on board, Steve, because he likes money. His attention. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you did that, you should have explained it with that. Yeah. At first, he was just interested in whether it was washed or not. Um, yeah. Who had the worst ritual, though? Because it must have been hard. Like, I understand if you've got an item and you're able to take control of it. But you know there's some people that, like, I don't want to go out first. You've got to make sure that I do this first. Did anyone have the real... Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Lots of players, some players I play with always wanted to be the last one on the field, so you had to go out before them. Um, mm. play, you definitely, there's spots in the change room you wanted to sit... Um, um, the worst was, I think, was Neil McKenzie, who played for South Africa. He wouldn't tread on any lines even when he was out batting at the crease. So he just, at the end of the hour, he sort of <laughs> tiptoe around it. Plus, he had to go in the other half of the pitch. He had to meet the other batsmen past halfway every time. So he was just obsessed with stuff. And he's, um, you know, he, he touched his pads and gloves in a certain way every time. So it was right. just... Um, yeah, it was, it was quite humorous watching him. You know, you step on a crack, you break your mum's back, you know. I still don't like it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was a bit like that with him. He was, um, he was way over the top. Of I think, I think it affected his cricket. He'd be, he'd be diagnosed with OCD these days by the sounds Definitely. of things. Yeah, Definitely. right. Okay. <laughs> well, mate, um, if you want to see these amazing photographs um, in the book, your website is where to go. And also, um, on the 1st of November, there's a documentary that airs at 830 um, uh, on ABC and iView. So, uh, actually, no, the 17th of November. Sorry, yeah, when it's 17th out. of November on ABC, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, um, behind the scenes, look, it was the same guy who did all the filming for the uh, the test series on Amazon. So, oh, um, great. yeah, he's done some great stuff behind the scenes. Steve Wall, really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Babies, babies, boys or girls. Babies, babies, nobody knows. Babies, babies, girls or boys. Will it all of Brisbane know? With a gender reveal and it's going to be really big. I don't care of the outcome. I know you do. You would like a little girl for Mal who says that he wants one. Yeah. Mel's happy with a boy because she says it's easier. And i got three boys and I go, four boys would be a blessing, yeah. I think. Well, when They're we easier. met them yesterday as well, Mel and Mal, our couple, um, he said he's going to get a vasectomy as well if it is a girl. He's going for the girl. So You like the outcome. That's fine. Yeah. I don't. I just like the gender reveal. Right. Like the epic... Yeah, the, the stupidity. Mm-hmm. Yes, the zany. Yes, yeah. And we want to make this big, and we need your help for what we should include. So thirteen, ten, sixty, because we don't just want to do one thing; we want to do a series of events. Mm-hmm. So Steph had this idea, like let's just say bow and arrow goes to one thing, and then that leads to something else, and then that leads to something else. Yes, and then the big reveal at the end, like a Rube Goldberg. Mission. We do have an idea. Am I allowed to say what we want at the end? Because we need someone's help. Uh, well, we're work- like the mayor. We're working on it at the moment, but yeah, mention it. Can I? Yeah. Okay. We want the story bridge colours to be the final gender reveal with fireworks. <laughs> and the thing is, at the moment, they're, you know, they're um, encouraging everyone to recycle, recycling month. Yeah. It's a big deal. And that's what it's lit up for at the moment. You know, the story bridge gets lit up for all different causes. Mm. We just want to borrow, like, five minutes of its time No, we to want change. it all night. We want it all night. No, no, no. Let's start with five, five minutes. Oh, okay. Let's, we've already got no at the moment, so let's, let's, ask, for, let's ask for a little bit. <coughs> well, we don't know yet, but let's just ask for a little bit, and then let's get extended out. Recycling week is what it will be lit up for. All right, so, so we'll, 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 next week then. We will recycle. We'll make sure everyone recycles if we can have the colour. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pick up every recycling bin in Brisbane if you let us have the bridge <gasps> colours. <laughs> you are dedicated to this. But what epic thing... Do we need on mm. board? Mm. Um, Maddie does want Darius Boyd to kick the football like yes. he did for his uh, gender reveal, which wasn't on TV, which I think was a bit of a shame. Mm. If we get Darius yeah. leading like a hundred Darius lookalikes, oh, yeah. and they all kick as well, mm-hmm. that's how big you've got. To, I think that's how big we got to think. While well, all social distancing, 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Off the story bridge. No, I, I reckon down by the side. You know how there's got that grass? Uh-huh. So I imagine that there's something there. But we do need to remember yeah. that the, the couple, well, Mel is a proud Italian woman, mm-hmm. and she says that she doesn't like sport as much, but we'll do sport anyway. Um, but she likes food. Yes, and family. So, yeah, so I'm thinking, do we have some sort of big Someone jump out of a lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we could have like a thing, like, you know, the water bombers they use that drop water? Yes. Like, that comes along yeah. and drops out coloured spaghetti. Great. You know? Boosh, everywhere. Yep. This is what you need to be thinking, Brisbane. Pink spaghetti. None of this, oh, pop a balloon or, you know, do a little burnout. Mm-hmm. We want a huge series of events that are more ridiculous than the next. Like uh, the roulettes fly by. What? Yeah. The planes, the formation plane people, the roulettes. Oh, that's good. They fly by with uh, pink smoke coming out the back. Or blue. Uh, yeah, well, that's River Fire they... didn't happen, did it? No. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. Oh, they, they did. Like some... Yeah. Um, Space Station gets involved. International Space Station. Maybe they do a okay. low pass. Okay. Yep. Anything's possible. Yeah. yeah. And yep. think it's 2020, so anything truly is possible. Can we you make know? it, like, pretty and stuff as well, though? Like, I mean, I know spaghetti dropping on everyone would be... No, it, we get Trump to announce it at his next uh, debate. Well, we do that. It's not well, I know not you're impossible. a Trump fan, but you can't include him in every single thing we do. Fair play. Why not? Okay, we can then. <laughs> huh? We can. Maybe we get him to put his fake tan on in the colour of the gender uh, <laughs> instead of his gender-neutral colour of orange that he usually does. 131060. All right, Brisbane, help us out because, as you can see at the moment, our ideas are a little <laughs> bit all over the shop here. What do you think is something we could put into the gender reveal for Mel and Mal? <laughs> Hey, it's Mel. Hey, it's Mel. And we're excited to be part of Brisbane's biggest gender reveal. We have three boys, and I would love another boy. Oh, of course, I want a girl, because I can finally say, Sister, we have a <laughs> sister. My family is now complete. <laughs> if it is a girl, I'll definitely get the snip. Woohoo! Yay! I win! <laughs> Don't know why I did that voice, but cute. Star <laughs> Sister, right? Oh, is that what sister. it is? You have a twin sister. Oh, now okay. your thoughts have betrayed her too. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Okay. What should we what should we include in this epic gender reveal? We do have some ideas. We want to do a series of events, which means we've made it harder for ourselves because we need more. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Help us plan, Daniel in Wellington Point. Help us plan. What do you think we should have in our gender reveal? For it, maybe say about one hundred and fifty to two hundred synchronized drones, and with LED lights on the bottom, and it gives the gender of which colour. That's, That's good. Cool. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but they can do amazing things like patterns and shapes. They can even like do a baby. Yeah. And so do everyone just fly them? Yeah. I That's think they computer skill, program man. them so they know. They know they yeah, know, no, there's not, there's not, not like 200 individual go. people. It's all done by a computer system. And they, they have just to let keep them it different. Go. But I, yes, yes. You don't like can it? We, yes. Can we not. do them in the city? If we fly them low enough. No. Flight pods are an issue. Yeah. But if we get a license. Yeah, people somewhere. have a license. They could. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Daniel, I love it. That's very you good. You could do it over the Story Bridge. You could. Ah. Can you, do you drive, uh, do you, sorry, fly drones? Yes. I've got a DJI. So, yeah, oh, they're good. Oh, this Daniel. is good. Mm. This is good. We'll be cutting business deals. Hang there. So, he'll, see, Daniel wouldn't be able to sort all that out for us. That's good stuff. I mean, we haven't asked him. But nah, he'll can. do it. He called. Well, why ring if you're not going to do it? Yeah. Locked in, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Gillian and Deception Bay, what do you think our gender reveal needs to be epic? I think that previous one was pretty awesome. But what I think is to include the whole family, including their um, three boys they already have, turn it into a massive treasure hunt throughout the city mm-hmm. where they have to hunt down clues all over the place to get to the final reveal and then bang. 
Ooh. I yes. like that. I like a good treasure hunt. Race around the world. Yes. Style. I like it. Good stuff. 131060, we are planning Brisbane's biggest gender reveal. This is going to hopefully be the biggest one the world has ever seen. At the end of the treasure hunt, you're either at a taco shop or a sausage sizzle. <laughs> okay. Taco Bell and Bunnings might get on board that. Perfect. No, it is a bad idea, Steph, and I, that's what I love about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mitch, in Kenmore, we're trying to plan the biggest gender reveal in Brisbane. What do you think we should do? I'm thinking you need to get rid of them for a couple of days. Tent their house out like it's uh, having asbestos removed and paint it pink or blue. Drop the tent when they return. That's oh, good. Oh, yes. <gasps> but, like, in, yeah, that's cool. And then they'll have to have that just permanent. <laughs> Has it got to be, exactly it's got to be right. bright pink or that real baby blue colour yeah. as well. Not one that yeah. they'd be happy to live with for a while. It's got to cost the neighbours at least 50 grand depreciation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could just do a big giant paint bomb on it. Yes. So it just Out of the aforementioned plane. Or the drones fly the bomb, they drop it on the house, plumph, and then I... We have been thinking about shooting Stab out of a cannon because it's something that he's always wanted to do. Dressed, Dressed as, as a baby. Because that's... that's his dream to wear a nappy with a little dummy and look so cute. Such a hard dream to achieve too, so I wouldn't need well, your help. Well, well you bought you've got the outfit. if you get the elf too. Uh, <laughs> you did buy the costume for um, Halloween, so you'll still have it. <laughs> I like it, Mitch. It's good. It is very Cheers, good. Guys. And maybe as you get shot out of the cannon, we can shoot you with paintball guns with the, the coloured paint of the gender. I, you know what? I know how bad a shot you would be, so I'll agree to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No idea is a bad idea, Brisbane. This is going to be a huge series of events. What are we going to do for Brisbane's biggest gender reveal? Uh, make sure you get onto the Stav, Abby and Matt Facebook page. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, I'm either amazing or a monster. <laughs> I don't really care what you think. But on the weekend, we put up our Christmas tree at home and we are loving every second of it. Normally, in any other year, I say not till the 1st of December, but considering this year has been three times as long... <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Uh, put them up whenever you want, whatever brings you joy. You know, yeah. I kind of go, oh, everything's off the table. If you want to get into the Christmas spirit of Christmas in July and stay that way... <laughs> Do it. And that's what I love about you. Uh, so through this I suggestion. I changed my mind every <laughs> month. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> through this suggestion out yesterday after telling you guys this news. I have had my Christmas tree up all year. <gasps> when we, could we start playing Christmas carols on the radio? Because they were playing them in Kmart on the weekend. No, I think 1st of December is better for Christmas carols because we all get a little bit sick of them by the end of December. Yeah. yeah. Put a little <laughs> poll up on Facebook and see if anyone wants just, just one Christmas carol pre-December. 1,300 votes. Really? Mm. Yeah, it went wild. Oh, can I guess? Percentage? Yeah, of course. I reckon everyone's just like, nah, let's get a song on. So I reckon it's going to be 70, 30, 70 70% saying yes, or even higher. I'm going to go the opposite. I reckon it's 75% no. Oh. Because we don't really do it here in Australia, do we? Like in America and Britain, everywhere you go. But we said just one. We said one song. Just Mm. one, yeah. Because obviously you don't play them till December usually. And then November at a push. October, well, we should be playing spooky Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, Monster Mash. Yeah. 51% of people said yes. 51%. Did we rig that? No. I'm just saying it was the closest ever. The only requirement I said is it has to include Justin Bieber because your wife is in love with him. 49% of our audience have just turned off. She does find him very attractive. He is. He and is, isn't talented he? Talented singer. Yeah. yeah, here it is. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks we play tomorrow, 7 and 8 a.m. for $10,000. Here are your letters so you can practice. Your letters are V for Victoria and D for David. Not Dan? No. Dan da- Freed Victoria? David and Victoria. Oh, no. I thought you meant Victoria as in the state of Victoria. No. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Morning teachers and student body. A school that bans formals is a school that bans life. Captain, my captain. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh, yes. It's that time where it's elections, obviously state and over in America. But really what is the most important is the elections that you do at school. Yeah. Primary school, high school, um, students are now putting their posters. We went to Holland Park State School yeah. and I showed you they have all posters around, like vote for me mm. and the reason and a little bit of a, a motto as well. But they have to get up and they've got to deliver a speech mm-hmm. to the students to be vote for me. Yes. And we found out that uh, Siobhan, um, our producer, and our other producer, Nat, and myself, we were all school leaders. <laughs> we you, were all cool. You and I, Stav. Yeah. You no, voted we for us, and that's why sheds. we loved you. <laughs> we were. You got a lighter? <laughs> you couldn't do that as school leader? Give I... me a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do here, and we encourage anyone who is going to be going for school captain this year... Register at b105.com.au. We want you to have the opportunity on our show to um, get your campaign running for your school. So you can do your speech Mm. right here live on the radio. So b105.com.au. Catchphrase as well. Yeah. Sell sell yourself. Um, The three girls have gone and dug up their uh, speeches from. So. From when they were school captain. My mum kept everything in this box. I've even got the photos because in year 12 I didn't smile during my photos because right. I was too cool. Too cool for that. Yeah. But you, you, you had the perfect pose there on your photo. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, it was yeah. also probably yeah. the one that I doubled up to submit to Dolly magazine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were year 12. Shiv, what was yours? Uh, I was year 7 and then I was vice captain in year 12. Life oh, motion. No. And leader. Nat, you were. I was year seven. <laughs> year okay. seven? All right. So which one are you reading out? Year seven or year... Oh, I'm reading out year seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you think you'll go in year 12, Nat? Um, <laughs> just, no comment. Well, you are nervous. nervous. <laughs> you are nervous. All right. Uh, live on the radio now. And you guys can vote when you hear these three speeches. 13, 10, 60 for who you want to vote for. Uh, Nat, you can go first for your, your rereading your school captain speech yes. from year seven. All righty. Well, first of all, good morning, students and teachers. I just want to let you all know that today I'm not up here to talk about how smart I am in class or how good I am at sport, but I'm here to tell you about how much I love my school and how I can make a difference as your school captain for 2008. My journey first began here in prep when I was just six. It's going to be and a I long have one. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned many things. I have grown beside you and I have lived and breathed the spirit of this school every single day. I know this school and I know all of you. And this is what I believe gives me an advantage over other potential candidates running for school captain today. Going to get a pie for lunch, man. Mm. Yeah. I got tax shop. Yeah. In that time I have spent here, I've heard you loud and clear. Longer lunch times, more discos, a new house colour, and even bringing back the school pet system. I know that we share the same visions, that is clear, but there's only going to be one way we can achieve them, and that is together. I promise to listen to you when you feel unheard. I promise to be the voice for you when you feel you can't speak up. 
I promise to be the actions you don't have the courage to make. But most importantly, I promise to be someone you can rely on, like I have been for the past six years. I believe that school captain doesn't separate me from you or make me better in any way, but in fact, in fact, brings us closer together. I love this school and it would be my absolute pleasure to represent all of you in our final and most important year, our senior year. Oh, that was good. Get yeah, very good. Whee! All right. Lunchtime? Yeah. All right. Yep, yep. All right. Siobhan. Oh, another one. Siobhan, yep, yep. You're up. Over to the lectern. <laughs> All right. I just want to say I was appealing to the teachers. Okay. Oh, oh, oh early early in. Did right. the early teachers in. vote for you? This, based on this speech, the students definitely didn't. Let's pull oh, that okay, microphone a bit closer to your mouth there. You're a bit shorter than that. There we go. Okay. Uh, so this will be your speech. Here we go. Good morning, students, teachers, Mrs. Rollins, and parents of St. Joseph's to Brook Memorial School. I'm excited to be given the opportunity to nominate as your 2002 school captain. To me, being a leader isn't about being the strongest or the fastest or the loudest, Natalie. It's about caring for the people around you and putting their needs first and taking pride in your school. And that's why I believe I would be a good fit for next year's student council. I love being a student of St. Joseph's and a member of St. Patrick's Church. And I have so oh, many pull I the know, church out. Love God. And I have so many ideas to make 2002 the best year for the school yet. If lucky enough to be your school captain, I would like to organise more rotational games, keep st- school traditions like Outback Day and the school fate successful, and see more activities for Year 7 students to celebrate their last year of primary school. There are so many great students in the Year 6 class and the Student Council of 2002 is going to be one of the best yet. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me this morning and hopefully I'm given the opportunity to serve you and the school and St. Patrick's Church. Oh, abs- yeah. Absolutely for the teachers. Oh, well done. <laughs> When's the last time you went to church? Don't believe that. All right, we're going to play a song, then yes. Abby is going to deliver her speech. Yep. Oh, All right, and you listening I got a complaint to after my speech. I had to go to the principal. Why? Oh, this is going to be good. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Good morning, teachers and student body. A school that bans formals is a school that bans life. Captain, my captain. Look at me, short. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Alrighty, uh, jump on the phone, 131060. We've just learnt um, last week that the three girls here on the team, the two producers and Abby, all were school captains. Don't pretend you didn't know. That's my greatest... Uh, just nice and close to that microphone. That's, that's all I keep telling you. Did you know I was school leader? <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Yeah, no, I was school leader. Were you school leader? I was school leader. What school did you go to? I was school leader. You've got to eat that microphone. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. really? Am I too quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah so um, the two girls out in the phone room, they've already done their um, school <coughs> captain speeches. Uh, Abby's about to deliver hers. <laughs> She's regressed. And then you guys, you guys vote. <laughs> 13, 10, 60. Um, so get on the phone right now. Let's hear yours, Abby. Uh, if you could just see, just have a think and uh, tell me what word I had to go and see um, the principal about after. Okay, okay, okay cool. Don't, don't forget I was dyslexic. Here right. we go. My name is Abby Coleman and I'm addressing you in the hope of receiving a leadership position in nine t- next year. <laughs> You could be asking yourself, what is a leader? And not long ago, I asked myself the same question and I came to the following conclusion. To me, a leader is a person who has a vision and who is motivated to inspire others to share this vision with them. However, a truly good leader needs more than this. They require qualities, qualities which involve being a good listener, ability to communicate with a variety of people, contains motivating skills, upholds integrity, sustains a positive attitude and the willingness to take on responsibility. I like to think that I, as a leader, would contain these qualities. 
I'm a strong believer of the school and therefore the community spirit and its values, I believe, is essential to maintain the reputation that the school has formed by its dedication to true tradition and, of course, the Mercy Keys. I am aware of the importance to be able to liaise, liaise, liaise with both students and teachers alike. I feel that bridging the gap to work together is the key to success. You can rest assured that I will be motivated by the responsibility of the position and the desire to achieve and provide direction. I've also been listening to the students and I know that school needs footy goals as well as vending machines so that we will be able to get snacks, not just when the tuck shop is open. If I was to receive a leadership position, then I can assure you that I will be the leader who is fully committed to the position. Thank you. Oh, very good. Very good. Passion. There was passion in that. What was the word? Yeah. Liaise. 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 And I had to write it on the board so much time. And they said, as a leader, do you feel like you should have practised? I said, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going, hey, I can't wait for you to look used with your suit. (laughs) (laughs) And you did get the vending machines. I did. Yes. I got the vending machines and the footy goals. The footy goals. So here we go, 13, 10, 60, everyone. Um, jump on the phone. We've heard Nat, Shiv, Abby all now. Who are you going to vote in as the school captain? All right, Joseph from Indooroopilly. Who do you think uh, is going to be the school captain? I think Siobhan. Sorry, Abby, yours was very complicated. Oh, how old are you, Joseph? Ten. Oh, you've lost the kid's vote. He's ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Supporting the church, are you, Joseph? Well done. Right thing to do. Yeah. You get a yeah. free ticket. His yep. name is Joseph, so. <laughs> 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 All right, 13, 10, 60. Who are you voting for, Gary? Okay. Natalie, welcome to the leadership group. Oh, straight oh, in. Okay. Nah, Sorry, Abby, well I'm, I'm with the young fella. That was quite complicated. <laughs> and uh, if I could liaise to with with the young Jason, that I would have to agree with him. I love it how you couldn't even say the word wrong. You tried. I've got to say, Fee, if I was voting, mm. you had me at uh, vending machine. I did. I got them all around the school as well because the teachers weren't allowed to vote. And they're like, why would we get snacks in the tuck shop? So you're taking away revenue. Mm. Yeah. I would have voted because you waved at me at the start. Yeah, I did that quite a bit. <laughs> so it wasn't just at me? Uh, all right, Taylor. 14-year-old Taylor is on. Who are you voting for school captain? Um, I'm voting for Abby. Oh, God, we've got a three-way tie. And, and why, Abby? Why did she inspire you for your vote? Um, because um, she was very, like, committed to her speech. She was. Mm. Yeah. She had okay. passion in her eyes. All right. All right, here we've we go. We've got a parliament. Christy in Rosewood, you might be just, uh, throwing the deciding vote here. Who did you yep. think was the pick? Um, the first lady. I can't remember her name, though, sorry. It's important to remember their name when you're voting. Um, it's all right. Yeah, she is the first lady. Sorry, I had the kids in the car, and they thought that she was really good as well. Well, so. you know what? Oh, God. That means that Nat is officially B105 school captain. Yay! And that's for next year as well. So, oh, yeah. yes. Well, she is the closest to school age, so that probably <laughs> yeah. it's a good thing. Well done, Nat. <laughs> Good on you, Nat. You're uh, your school captain. You got to wear ah, your school thank you very much. uniform every day. Yeah, wear your blazer and your little name tag. And we look forward to pet day as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are running for school captain, you can do your speech and deliver it on the air if you'd love to. Go to b105.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Contact tracing. Contact tracing. Contact tracing. Track down everyone who may have been exposed to the virus. 
I'm way too excited about this because I have been desperate to speak to a tracer. They have become the most famous people in Australia, but people that you don't know. They're the ones that track down if someone has COVID. They will try and determine where they have been, who they've been in contact with, and what the strain is like. Mm. Well, essentially, these are the people who've saved... Queensland. ...thousands of lives because they've told us um, to self-isolate because we may have come into contact. And the head tracer, the top tracer, Kari Jarvanen, is on with us this morning. Kari, what exactly is it you guys do to get the information? Sure. Um, thanks very much. Now, starting from the beginning, usually one of our doctors, like myself, will get a call from the laboratory letting us know, hey, we pick up a positive result on someone who's been tested for COVID-19. Then we might hand straight over to one of our nurses or other contact tracing officers for them to make that first call to the person who's tested positive. And that can be a fairly sensitive call. Mm. Some people, because they know they have been in close contact with cases, they are half expecting that I've probably got it because I've got symptoms. For a lot of other people, uh, it does come as uh, quite a shock. So um, it takes um, a bit of discussion with them, explaining what it all means. And in that first call, we really try to make sure that are they safe, sort of clinically or medically? Uh, are they that sick that uh, we need to call an ambulance to go and take them to hospital straight away? Mm. Fortunately, that hasn't happened very often, maybe once or twice only. A lot of people, fortunately, have been fairly well. So we go through their history and when did they get sick? And then really sort of um, uh, if they're okay to do it, and uh, often we have to do it over a couple of conversations to help uh, remember and go back to diaries or where they have been, who they have been in contact with, who's visited them, starting from the day that we calculate that they may have been uh, the first day they've been infectious. Then our team, the contact tracers, really then start to go through all those contacts, so whether they're the people uh, that have been close contact with the case or various places they've visited. So then that's a lot of work and a whole lot of people uh, then uh, get into it and uh, we need to coordinate it all. Doctor... I promise this is a friend's story, not myself. But uh, my friend had um, an infectious disease from a, a, a casual relationship and had to put down all the details of people that she'd been in contact with and kind yeah. of lied about that because of, I guess, embarrassment. Yeah. Is that an issue when people are giving you um, all the details that they might sort of fib or they don't want to give it all? Uh, it can be, but uh, usually people are okay. Um, we try to do it in a very sensitive way as much as possible. Now, um, contact tracing is, uh, I don't know if, you, if it exists when there isn't uh, some, a pandemic, but you've obviously had to get a whole lot of people to do this. Where do you get the contact tracers from and, and what were they doing before they were contact tracers? Sure. Um, again, if I pick on your first point, yes, contact tracing has existed for a long time. This is uh, part of our, in the public health units, our um, bread and butter work for various other diseases like measles. Uh, we had the oh, outbreak yeah. last year, etc. So who's been where, who have they been in contact with? Uh, depending on the disease, does someone need urgent vaccination or some preventive antibiotics, etc.? Mm-hmm. Now, during the peak of the first wave, we had almost three times the number of staff working for this unit in Metro South mm. uh, compared to what we normally have. Now, a lot of the contact tracing uh, staff uh, they, that we have, they are nurses who worked in other areas. And also we've had um, uh, staff from uh, various other health-related areas. Right. Would you hire me? Oh, God. What sort of qualities <laughs> would you need? For contact tracing, uh, it's obviously an advantage if someone is 
uh, comes from a health background. So that's why we prefer having a nurse's health professional uh, than the like. You're out. She's um, out. She's out, Carrie. Yeah, you don't know nothing. what degrees I've done. Yeah, I do. The arts. <laughs> and you haven't finished half of them. But, yeah, but, 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 but,
They were Australians living in China. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, but that's different then. It was a shop in Milton. <laughs> so, thanks, China. But once again, no thanks, China. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. There you go, guys. Great job. That is the podcast today. Don't forget, if your kid is running for school captain, they can get their speech onto our show. Uh, register them at b105.com.au. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.